All right, it's Monday morning. We're going to power slide into Monday today, August 14th. We have a special guest today, Todd Caputo, guest hosting, so we can talk about record auto debt union negotiations and Rivian's burning tires. Here I go. The people really want to know who I is and who They're I burning them good. I mean, not literally burning them, but more like burning through them. We'll talk about it in a second. Todd, good morning. What's life like uh, this morning in North Carolina? It is very, very, very warm, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I think you no just... complaints for me. Uh, and you know why? I do. No complaints. I, I totally know why because we're going to have the same conversation in about three months when there's snow on the ground in Syracuse, and you're going to be uh, still in the 70s. So you know you, you can't have Simple it all. Good morning ideas. to everyone on the live stream. Uh, Jason Fleming coming in hot with the first comment today. I'm really enjoying uh, all the live stream comments that be coming in. Uh, people, we got this little group now that gathers. We might have gotten a little early for him on Monday. We'll see if they get here. It's it's a pretty fun thing. Um, but we have a couple things coming early. up. Early. What Did you say? Early. It's almost nine o'clock. Well, early. You know what? The West Coast. Monday. We got to get going. We got a national we audience. Sell some cars. <laughs> you got to sell some cars. What I'm talking about. You know, David Long's awake. David Long's awake. I guarantee. Oh, it. I absolutely. He wakes. I don't think he sleeps. Actually, no, I, how not. many how many hours a night do you sleep typically? Like, what's a good night's sleep for you? Five. Five. Oh, five yeah. hours. And maybe five, six if I'm lucky. At five hours, do you feel like rested and ready to go? Yeah. Man, I, I wish I could do that. Also, got Jordan in here. Obviously, got Ed Roberts on the live stream this morning. Uh, Todd, do you know Ed Roberts? Oh, no, you, I do not. You two need to know each other. Ed just wrote a book. I was about to release called Mile One Leadership. He is the COO of Bozard Ford in St. Augustine. Um, I don't know. I've if been you... there. That's a great store. I've been there. Oh, I went well. there with Andrew DeFeo. Oh, there you go. Well, that's one lunch, of the reasons we had lunch it's so at amazing. Yeah, we had lunch at Ford's Garage next door. Had the best hamburger of my life right next door. Oh it was my awesome. Gosh, I can't wait to see that. Oh, John Foley's in. I want to see Todd do his Kyle dance. Uh, every yeah, you're getting you're getting everybody. Excited. Don't fully. I'll do it. In the sh I'll do it at the showroom at uh, at Recharge this week if I come visit him for his uh, grand opening. Super nice. Well, maybe you both can do it at a SotoCon because um, you're both going to be there, I believe. Um, and so, if you haven't got your tickets yet, it's September 26th and 27th in Baltimore, just south of Baltimore, just south of the airport. Uh, Todd will be there. I think John will be there. There's going to be a lot of people there. If you just go to a sotucon.com, look at the speaker list. We have over 1,100 rooftops represented just in the speakers. We got groups like Lithia, Bozard, Carter Myers Automotive, Group One, Auto Nation, Walzer, NADA, Mike Stanton, the president's coming in. Jamie Butters, the editor of Automotive News, is going to be there. And so it's really going to be two days of, you know, you know, we're going to like do it right with the food and the entertainment. But more than that, we're going to have practical practitioners that are going to be teaching you and giving you their insights on what's going on, how the best operators are doing it, and this is gonna be across operations, marketing, data, HR and recruiting. So it's really a place where you can meet the other people that are the progressive thinkers and ask them your questions. Listen and learn from what they're doing. Meet the other people in the industry um, because that's what we all know, right? Todd, do you remember anything you've ever learned at a conference? Uh, it's all about networking. That's what these conferences are all about. And there will not be a better place to network than your conference next month. There's no question about it. The people that are coming, the content that you're going to have there. A lot of these conferences have gotten pretty lame over the years, honestly, but this concert or this conference that you're putting on is going to be the exact opposite. I'm pumped up. I can't wait. And everybody should be there and everybody should be telling everybody else to go because it will be awesome. I guarantee it. 
That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, to actually Southwest, is, Baltimore's a hub. So if you have Southwest, it's likely you can get to Baltimore actually really inexpensively. Uh, the tickets are still discounted through the end of this month. So uh, you can get them at asotacon.com. And if you're within like an hour or two driving distance of that, there's hundreds of dealers within an hour or two. You should really just be there and bring some of the it's people that usually can't get out because you can't fly them to Vegas or something like that. This is truly a national level roster, national level show uh, on the East Coast in Baltimore. So... Hope you can join us. Isn't it? Isn't it like 20 minutes from BWI? Is that what you said? Not even. It's like 20 minutes away from it's BWI? It's like eight minutes from BWI. Oh, that's perfect. That's a gift because if you're closer to Washington, you're done. So that's a no-brainer. <laughs> BWI so is easy to get to. And it is cheap. You're right. Southwest goes there for nothing. All right. So uh, let's get into some news today. Uh, got a couple stories that really do go together. Uh, so a record $1.5 trillion in auto debt is now looming over the US. There's never been this much auto debt in the history of the recording this, with over 100 million Americans having some sort of auto loan. Uh, continuing factors like the residuals of the pandemic and the supply chain, feds increasing their rates, economic shifts have all um, escalated the cost of car ownership as we know. And so there's increased concerns over lending practices and consumer dissatisfaction. So get this, in 2023, the average monthly loan payment for new vehicles is now 700 and $25 a month up. Remember we were saying it was high back in 2022? It was 650, well it's 725 now. Uh, used cars year over year rates are also up several percent percent to 516 a month. According to CNN, new auto loan delinquencies are also rising. They reached 7.3% in Q2 up from 6.9% in Q1. And um, Moody's is warning that uh, this could continue to rise, peaking around in 2024. They're predicting it's going to peak around 9 or 10% default rates. Todd, you have a lot of experience. Uh, you've seen a lot of ups and downs. You lived through recessions, operated stores. What are your thoughts on this current situation? So the first word I think of is water. How much water is out there in that debt at the end of the day? Because it's all about water. Uh, people can have a lot of debt, that's one thing, but if they can make their payment, that's fine. Unemployment's low. Uh, you can't, still can't find people. I don't care what anybody says. It's very hard to get good people to work. Uh, people have jobs, they'll make their car payment because they got to get back and forth to work. The question is, what happens if unemployment goes up? And then how much water do people have? How much negative equity do people have? And that really, at the end of the day, is all that matters. Yeah. People will make their car payment if they have a job. There's, um, you know, there was... Uh, a lot of talk about the unemployment rate, a lot of talk about the new jobs report, less jobs than last time. However, like you said, it's hard to find people and the car payment's gonna be one of the last things they skip, right? You have your house payment, your car payment, credit cards, they get pushed. So once you start seeing auto loan delinquencies, um, you know, there was one some person that was mentioned in the article, they were saying they really wanted to get out of this vehicle, but like you said, they're like, I, I'm like $10,000 upside down in it. And that's probably gonna be a continuing story, I'm guessing. Uh, it will be the continuing story for years. There's no question about it. And we still have yet to see leasing come back either, Paul. There is still virtually very, very little leasing going on at all. Uh, so, you know, 780, which is $780 new car payment yeah. average. Yeah, like, 775. That's insane. Hmm. Yeah, that's insane. So maybe you'll see leasing come back if the new car business slows down. So what, what from your perspective, like as a dealer, what can you do to be proactive about this? It does feel a little bit like there's nothing you can do, but what steps would you be taking um, if you're leading a new car department right now? I would continue to mine my database really more than anything else to find people that are in a good equity position that you can trade up or trade out. Um, you know, there's just, there's not a lot of used cars and there won't be for a while. So I don't see used car prices really going back down all that much. I think it's gonna fluctuate. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, what do you do with new cars? 
whatever the factory gives you at the end of the day, whatever the factory gives you to sell, whatever they give you for incentives, you just do the best you can with what you have. Not much else you can do other than that. And start advertising again, start prospecting again, and get back to the basics. There you go. Back to the basics. Uh, speaking of basics and finance, kind of. Segway. Affordability. That was a weak segue. But speaking of the basics of affordability, Stan, uh, Stellantis' ambitious goals to produce a $25,000 EV is colliding headlong with United Auto Workers' demands for better wages and benefits. And industry ex industry experts are weighing in on the feasibility of a $25,000 price point and tensions are rising over balancing affordability and profitability with paying workers in the EV market. So Stellantis CEO, Carlos Trivers, uh, emphasizes the importance of a $25,000 EV for job protection. He's saying, hey, if we get an affordable EV, it's gonna help protect jobs and absorb costs, while UAW President, President Sean Fain is saying Stellantis' business model is broken. That's the reason that they can't get to a $25,000 EV, and until they fix it, they'll never hit it. Uh, some other industry experts like Doug Betts of J.D. Power say achieving a $25,000 EV would require significant cost reductions and minimalistic designs similar to Tesla interiors. And then uh, Stephanie Brindley from S&P Global Mobility um, and Sam Fiorini, how do you say Sam, Sam Fioriani from Auto Forecast believe that producing a profitable EV at the price point is a long-term goal and is possibly a decade away. So Todd, here we have one hand, new car, loan rates super high. On the other hand, we have Stellantis saying, hey, we need to make more affordable EVs for people. And then you have the union saying, well, you can't, your business is broken. It seems like a, a kind of big conflicting mess. What do you make of it? I'd be watching the UAW very, very closely if I still own car dealerships right now. I got a feeling you'll be talking about a strike on your show probably within three weeks to a month, if not longer. There will be a strike. I'll pretty much guarantee it. I don't know who it's going to be, but I got a feeling there's going to be a strike coming and it's going to mess up supply. Um, so I would, if I was a dealer, I would maybe consider hedging that just a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be GM or it's going to be Stellantis or it's going to be Ford, but it's going to be one of them. Um, this guy from the UAW at least appears to not want to play around. Uh, he definitely uh, is negotiating using, uh, let's call it Trump ideology, right? Let's ask for everything all at once on one side and hopefully end up in the middle. Um, I'd be watching for that. And, you know, look at EVs, right? They're great, but um, they're just not for everybody. I don't really care how cheap they are. It doesn't make any difference because there's no infrastructure. It doesn't make any difference at all. I was at a hotel last week in Raleigh. I could not charge my Tesla that I drove there because the EV charger was broken. Oh. The guy literally had to go out with a, I never even got to tell you this. This is hilarious. The guy at the desk at the, at the uh, Hampton Inn had to go out with a rubber mallet and whack it to get it to work. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I wish you so, videotaped this. Yeah, I, I, it was, I couldn't because it was a rainstorm. So I'm, this is no joke. That's what he told me at the counter. He goes, we have to hit it with a, with a rubber mallet to get it to work. So until there's reliable infrastructure, I don't care how cheap EVs are. Everybody's not going to buy them. Yeah, it needs to be hybrids. Hybrids is the answer. They're they're showing that EV adoption rates a different story, but uh, is really plateaued at seven point two percent now that kind of the early adopters have gotten theirs. And um, yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that this this EV conversation and getting affordable EVs it's a texture to the union conversation. However, it seems like it is just one little sliver, and it will be interesting. I believe the contracts. 
uh, expire on September 14th. It's August 14th, so we're exactly one month away from the contracts expiring, and uh, you wouldn't be the only one, I don't think, that's predicting there's going to be some kind of a strike and disruption. So, um, yeah, EVs are just part of that. Uh, but while we're speaking of EVs... Segway. Time. Really interesting, since you're a Tesla owner, what your perspective is on this. So the Rivian RT1 and R1S pickups that have this progressive styling and a lot of power are receiving rising complaints on many of their driver forums about the rate at which they're burning through tires with some owners saying they have to replace these Pirelli tires that are rated for 50,000 miles at 6,000 miles. If you're not watching on the screen right now, we have a picture from a user forum where it shows the inside band, the inside, literally the steel belt is showing on the inside of this Rivian tire after 6,000 miles while the outside edge of the tire looks completely fine. So uh, experts are saying the excessive wear is linked to Rivian's uh, conserve drive mode, which basically switches from all-wheel drive to front-wheel drive, and it lowers the ride height. So what this does, now you have, uh, I think, like a seven or 8,000-pound vehicle putting all the torque on these front wheels, and it's um, it's crushing the inside of these tires and they're saying well you know what you could do to mitigate that is rotate your tires to you know have even wear but that does still doesn't mitigate the fact that these tires are wearing out at six thousand miles todd have you had similar situations or any experience with that since you drive teslas uh-oh did we lose todd caputo we lost todd caputo so uh we'll, we'll see if we can get him back nathan maybe you can get him up on the stream we lost him Here's the deal. So these Rivians or these EVs in general, we've been talking about this excessive weight. The batteries weigh a lot. And now like cars that used to weigh four or 4,500 pounds now are weighing 7,000 pounds, especially the larger vehicles, the larger battery packs. And the torque of the electric motor moves that 7,000 pounds so fast and pulls so hard against the rubber, uh, so hard against the road that it's naturally going to dig in deeper on the tires. This specific mode in the Rivian now, it, it, that, puts all that pressure and all that torque on the front wheels only, meaning um, the front wheels, the friction that's created when that truck has to go is absolutely going to dig into the tires. This is something, you know, I wonder why this didn't come up earlier. I mean, it's coming up now, but why the engineers wouldn't have maybe tried to mitigate this a little bit with suggesting tire rotations. But hey, you have EVs, they no longer need things like oil changes, so maybe just replacing the tires every 6,000 miles is another reason to bring them into the service department. There's no way this is gonna, people are gonna stand for this long-term. There's gonna have to be some kind of, some, some kind of, um, some kind of exception, some type of, you know, uh, step forward from the manufacturer to get into this, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because there's no way people can replace, you know, prob these tires probably also cost two, 200 plus dollars a piece. Um, I'm just estimating. So there's no way you can put, um, you know, four, $800 into your vehicle every six months. So, so I mean, that's going to be what it is, but let me tell you this, regardless of what is going on, Regardless of what is happening with affordability or auto loans, you still have a lot of control over what happens in your business. If you need some help, ask Todd. He'll help you out. 